Hello everyone, this is Bobby again on Intentional Randomness. This week I'm so excited. I was on phone with my childhood friend of 25 years and as usual we were getting into serious discussion as we usually do because we do enjoy each other's company. The conversation was so podcast worthy that we cut the call and we cut a podcast instead. So on today's episode, I invite you to eavesdrop on my chat with Jumoke, Olajumoke Isaiah, as we talk about everything from having a go-getter spirit to growing up and to raising children. I'm sure you have a lovely time. Hello? Hello? Uh-huh. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so we, 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 um, there's this thing, right? That, like People will say, oh, um, they use it especially Nigerians. So both of us were Nigerians. People say, Nigerian are the carry last. And we mean it to mean that we have this diehard spirit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we go the extra mile. What, is it something that you're born with? Or is it something that you learn because you... Okay, so if you take the example of Nigeria, a country with 200 million people, you're mm-hmm. always in competition with someone. You're always fighting for a space. So we kind of mm-hmm. like, we, we, we grow these <laughs> extra ability to to fight for something is it always that it is born out of adversity or out of the fact that you're 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 for limited resources with people or is it something that anybody can just develop these extra go the extra mile fight for what you want that kind of thing um i think uh, it can be from multiple factors I think, like you rightly said, we're both Nigerians, and uh, I think I wouldn't say most Nigerians, but we probably most of us have, have, have seen the, the the exposure. We've been exposed to tough life in a way. I wouldn't mm. say it depends on you know your background as well, but we have we we. I mean, we grew up together practically, and we know we did have the best of times. You know, you, you have to study under hard or harsh conditions, no lights, and you're reading with candles and all that. So, you know, this mentality of if I have to put too much, too much effort to fail, I just have to get it once and be over with it. And I think yeah. when you now come to a Western world whereby things are so easy, you can't understand why people can't just go for it when you've got all the basic things you need you've got lights you've got uh, opportunities and you can't just sit back and let it just pass you by and i think and i think that's what people see the in us as probably most nigerians or probably africans generally whereby we come to the western world and we can thrive because we've seen the other side of if you don't do this right now you will lose out and i think and like i said prior to this um, conversation to say that also it might probably be due to our faith, our background as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think so, m- most Africans or most Nigerians, we're kind of religious. Either you're a Christian or a Muslim. So there's this sense of faith and purpose that you have in your subconscious mind as well that you're born to do something. And you have yeah, to and it. that you can do it. And you have, yeah. the, you have help, so to say. Yeah. You have something inside of you that that is pushing you and you you can just achieve because it's interesting that you say like when you move to the west so when i i I live in sweden right it's a well so-called welfare state people have everything they want and sometimes i feel like i want to push people like do this you can achieve this this what what are you waiting for Mm. why are you still why are you still here why are you not going for for your dreams and uh, and you find you're wondering why what is it why do i feel a need to 
to to stretch beyond where I am and I feel like around me people are very relaxed and all of these things mm. and sometimes you can feel like is it something is it because I'm Nigerian is it because I'm a Christian is it because I'm what is it? Is it but you notice that it feels like life needs that extra push you know like the Bible says the violent take it by force we we need that 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 extra yeah <laughs> so to say I, but I know we were talking about it sometime and you were saying that you can't really it's not something that you can really talk people into. It has to come from the inside of them. Yes, exactly. It has to come from the inside of people. And you, you have to understand that, like we said, uh, we previously discussed that, you know, people have come with a lot of... Every, every person's story or life journey is totally different from yours. Some people have mm. gone through a lot of, you know, probably psychological uh, trauma, abuse, mm. and, you know, level of exposure, their upbringing, their background. And it's kind of difficult for them to see what you're seeing. I mean, like some people are bo- were, were born with a golden spoon. So everything was mm. usually like it's it's already been planned or there for them. They don't have to struggle for anything. So they can't understand why you are so like passionate about you have to do things, you know, right now and you don't have to compete for this stuff because these things have been handed over to them. Whereas some people they just they didn't even have any spoon. <laughs> there was nothing. They were born into this struggle and they've just been beaten so down with life that they can't just see life outside they can't you know they, they there's no hope for tomorrow it's day every day is a struggle every day is a miss it's like you're surviving you just have to survive now you don't have to mm. think about you the next minute and another thing people realize is you like i said previously you can't beat a dead horse oh you have no. to do you can do it it has to come from you within and from us i mean we grew up together they this yeah. right from when we we're young this We've been all been told you're a leader. You're born with a purpose. You know who you are. You are in Christ. So it's there for you. It's your subconscious mind. Yeah, it, it's just... interesting. It's interesting that you mentioned that Grow, growing up and because I, I know that we sometimes discuss this at home. Mm. That um, I'm always like, oh, the next thing to organize to do to and 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 okay, my husband is very quiet. He leads in his own in his own special way, and he's always like. What was the first? And I'm like, but you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. And I, I, I look back to how we grew up. Mm. I mean, we were going to leadership, leadership classes when we were in senior secondary school. Mm-hmm. They, they put us together. You remember that time, yeah, Pastor yeah. and the yeah. rest of them, and they were yeah. like uh, leadership course. And so mm-hmm. it's like you were some, you were, you were, me, mon, um, what do you call it? Mentored into into leadership without yeah. even before you realize what you could be. You were told yeah. you are a leader. You're yeah. born to lead. You're yeah. you're born to succeed. And you just mm-hmm. you run with that. And mm-hmm. when you meet people that don't have the same mindset, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Where, which planet are you living on? Yeah. Don't you know you're born to be a leader? Don't you know you're born to lead? Yeah. But it's interesting that you mentioned that we we kind of like have the privilege of having that kind of. Um, mentorship or, or, or seeing or that example around us. Passive mentorship because it was it yeah. wasn't formal then. It wasn't as if like we were told you're being mentored. But the seeds were no. sown into us every day. I mean, you go to school during our assemblies. There's usually the word, you know, people telling us stuff. We're, we're thrown some challenges, right? You remember when we had this, um, what do you call it, uh, debate societies and, you know. Yeah, we used to have yeah, that a lot. Yeah, you know, and we were given responsibility right from young age that we didn't realize that, you know, we've been thrown or being the seeds were being 
been sown into our lives there. We didn't realize it. It was probably after life has happened and we're now in our different disciplines and professions. We realize that, oh my God. So this was what we were, we were being sown into us then. And like, like we said previously that your, your environment, your upbringing, your background, people around you at times matters when you're growing up because you're just like, you know, when you're in your early, probably I'll say probably as early as eight, nine, your early teens, around that that's your mostly your formative years isn't it people are around yeah. things like this are so in a subtle way that you don't realize it until probably in your 20s and 30s you the fruits start coming up uh, coming out and you can't understand exactly. it. why am i different why do i see opportunities when people see problems but it's because you've yeah. grown up in an environment whereby people make you to see solutions rather than problems because that's yeah, what it, 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 it's, it's, it's that's very that's very important that you mentioned that yeah. because uh, I remember I was sharing with uh, a friend we we were living together and and she was like but Bobby you you come up with some of these theories and you say then I'm like but it's not only me mm-hmm. and then I'm thinking of all the people around me. I'm thinking of you Jumaki. I'm thinking of some other friends that I have that this is our mindset mm-hmm. and these are the people that I see around me and I and this was my world mm-hmm. like that 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 setting of the people around me think the same way I think, mm-hmm. and then when I come into somebody some some other person's world, I'm thinking, okay, so there's another world like this, and and mm-hmm. that goes to say that the environment that we are mm-hmm. uh, determines a lot about our mindset, mm-hmm. how we would, how we will see life. It's yeah. very very mm-hmm. interesting yeah. that um, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for my profession as well, I went into nursing because I realized that there's more I could do. People always see nurses as you know second class. You know they're not educated they just they, they go into the profession by accident or they don't have enough credits to go to the university so hence they 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 go into Point nursing, nursing but i, I yeah. came to nursing i well i literally obviously where well, i was asked to go there you know just few months and after that you can go to uni but i got there and i was given the and i told my mom i don't i want to continue i want to be a nurse i mean my brother well i was meant to go for medicine but eventually you know i stayed in nursing but everybody still say oh you're too you're too intelligent to be a nurse you're you're different and for me i don't see nursing as a means to an end because for some people it's a means to an end for me it's like i'm there to serve i'm there to be a voice yeah, like a mission. yeah so i'm already yeah. the mindset of being a leader has already been instilled to me so i don't see myself as um less of a human being to anybody so matter of fact, i'm talking to other people who are not you know probably talking to doctors i don't see them as probably being superior to me or even other people generally not just being within the mm. health profession other people other professionals i don't see them as you know i don't i don't see myself as being um yeah, so inferior it, it's because, like you go around and you know that you are you have a work yeah yeah and, and that 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 becomes your it's it's like the basis the foundation for this dyad spirit we're talking about yeah. the fact that you know that you can do all things you can through christ who strengthens you you know you can do it's like you know that the world is just available for you to if you have it in your mind and you want to get it you can reach out and pick it up yeah and it, it's you you what you see the world as your stage and you, you know like we said when you have a purpose it doesn't matter where you find yourself you will just 
that drive will be there every day for you is like i have to do something this is what i need to do and it's as if your li- whole life has been planned for you in a way you're just acting out or you're just you're doing the script or you're, you're just acting out the script because i find myself i'm asking myself where is this idea coming from why am i thinking this way i shouldn't be thinking that way but i realized that when you you when, like i said you, remember the conversation we had like life without christ you can't there's no way you can live outside christ because when you know who you are and you have the holy spirit inside of you he tells you teaches you every day how to how to do this you are in your mm. work, you know he can teach you how to to do things differently as a nurse as an engineer whatever profession you find yourself as a mother as any he will teach you to do it differently when others are struggling and i think that's what people mm. don't really they don't understand why are you different why are you so self confident not that you're trusting yourself trusting your expertise yeah. but you know deep side inside of you you have you have god you have, you have what spirit. it takes you have what mm. it takes So you're not intimidated by your environment. You're not intimidated by people's prestige or wealth. You know that I might yeah. not have what you have, but I have something within me that can propel me forward into my purpose and be able to be what God has called me to be. So you, you're not in competition with anybody. Actually, you're racing mm. against your own time. Really, that's the reality of yeah. it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. I know I've had this conversation with some of my friends. Um, in like in other settings maybe here in Sweden or generally and it's always like it's very easy for people to misinterpret it to mean that you want to compete and become someone great in life because you're you, you want to compete with someone else or you are looking around you but mostly it's just inside you know that I am born to be something mm-hmm. there is something inside of me that must come out mm-hmm. that must be seen and so that pushes you you're not you're not necessarily in competition with the world especially mm-hmm. now that we live in the social media era everybody is out there mm-hmm. everybody is saying something everybody is doing something mm-hmm. and it's very easy to say oh i want to do this because that person is doing that but really it's a, it's it's inside of you that you feel like i need to fulfill that which has been put inside of me i need to bring it out it has to come out mm-hmm. and it becomes what pushes you what propels you it's that extra that you need in some things mm-hmm. and and really um sometimes you like you were saying you might meet people and you you see that they maybe they've been through a lot so when you're saying you can do this they're thinking i can't how mm-hmm. how do you then help because you know we were talking about can can you motivate people i was telling you that oh i wanted to talk about this topic and you were saying it, it's not even something that you can really motivate people into it has to be something that happens on the inside maybe exactly. uh, healing takes place maybe restoration takes place and then it's easy for someone to hear you say you can do that you can do that and they say yes i can because now there is something that has changed on the inside yeah and you know like i said earlier and i said you know you life there's no way you can live life without christ and you know we we always there's like i said you have to be careful that you're not just motivating people there's different between uh, a motivational speaker or uh, being a motivator and being mm. sensitive in the spirit there are two different things a motivational speaker or anybody you know motivating people is more or less like you're you're, you're speaking to their physical you know you, you have their mind oh you can do this but when you you're a spiritual mm. person it's more than that by your spirit man and we have to be very careful as christians that we don't get too conformed to that mentality of so far we can say it it will happen but being careful mm. that we can't the bible says that you know i will send the spirit that's it this is comforter who will teach you all things because there's no way you can live the life god has proposed for mm. you without the holy spirit and that's one of the things that's very important that these people who have gone through life and you're trying to speak to them you've said so many things and you can understand that it's not moving them then, then that means you have to change your strategy 
start praying for them because that is the only spirit that can only convict people conviction mm. is not just about sin conviction is also about connectivity connecting with your spirit mm. because you need those, that spirit to connect with your spirit then the transformation can happen and that's where one of the things i've learned through over time as well whereby oh, i try definitely. to encourage people but i realize that i'm trying mm. to encourage them based on the physical realm like oh you can do this you know you just have to you know take your time and all that but i realize i have to go a bit further because the Holy Spirit, the bible says the, you know the bible god knows their past you don't know their past they only you only probably know no. their past based on what they've told you but god sees the three mm. six everything that has happened and you, you know that's the yeah. only person that can help them and praying for them being patient with them and you could probably sign yeah. post them to people who are more experienced or you know probably books or you know things that you think can help them because everybody different people have different personalities and have people different people have true. different ways of learning as well some people are visual yeah. some people are you know they're fact based you know some people want experience you know they want one to one so some people will go beyond just level of talking they have to have intense sessions and therapies and things like that yeah. but you just have to work at their own pace and that's also one thing i've realized it might not be you you might not be that agent of change you might just sow the seed and somebody else no. will probably have to take over and take water it yeah. So, yeah 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 and, and, and nothing can really beat that um from the inside so i'll give an example that was the time i was trying to lose some weight so my husband knew this and he would be like ah you need to exercise and i'll be like ah please not today don't start with that but at some stage it was something that i desired for myself so i would get up in the morning and i would do the jumping jacks and i would jump up and i would exercise and even my children would be like ah mommy you're exercising but it took me wanting to do it mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. not just somebody telling me to do it to do it exactly. it was like I, i i got to the point where i was like okay i want this for myself mm-hmm. and then i could put the work in mm-hmm. so sometimes that is very important that people have to get to the point where they wanted even the changing mm-hmm. if, if if let's say you meet somebody that is um or if let's say someone is is hurt or has been through abuse through trauma and um they're trying to seek help or people are trying to help them they have to come to a place where they want it so bad for themselves that they can reach out for the help exactly Because, like sometimes of course you, you might need a word you might need an extra somebody telling you you can mm-hmm. to now say okay i think i want this help mm-hmm. but it has to happen that i want mm-hmm. must happen yeah they i want and then i i'm willing to put in the work yeah yeah and it's about you were talking the other time you mentioned about um what did you, just now when you were saying that uh sometimes we think because we say something we claim it and we 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 we, we claim it that mm-hmm. it's going to happen sometimes yeah. it requires work and, after you've claimed you yeah, need to put and, in and action i think some people and I, and also it's two sides to it. people do all the talking but they don't want to work at times i will tell people you can't talk the talk and not walk the walk you have to do both you can't just talk mm. you know and also as nigerians so africans generally we're so spiritual that we spiritualize things and we don't want to work yeah. you know you know i will, ah i'm going to be rich by force by fire but you know actually putting the work the diligence the ad, what is needed for you to get that money you, you can't just sit in your house exactly. and wake up that the money will just be right at the door no you have to work i mean you have to go out there push yourself and all that these are the things that people at times you have the the, yeah. the other side of the spectrum as well where people do all the talking and they don't want to work and some people are working oh, they do all the work and they don't um realize that there's more they put a lot of effort 
yeah there is more as well there is that extra that only god can put yeah. there is a favor that comes on on a person's work that it multiplies it and yeah and that's and, that and, well. and that's where the holy spirit helps as well because it will help you to balance both working the work and mm. talking the talk you can't you, that's why I, I personally i mean you've known me almost practically all my life i can't live my life mm. without the spirit of god because i know that no. the journey so far has been he has been the spirit of god all along and god helping me so it's not just about talking the talk but it's about working in line with what is expected of me as well so and I, yeah. and, and, and i think one of the things that we have to realize also is you know like you said the motivation comes from your comes from your mind it's not just about motivating yourself because you have like you said with the experience of weightless i've been through that journey myself you have those good days whereby you're pushing yourself and all that yeah, they're you, very you, motivating <laughs> and you get on the scale and nothing has moved in the last one because you're thinking eh, with all this <laughs> But with all my jumping and running and everything it's like you added more you're like okay what's going on here but it takes perseverance it takes determination like i'm going to keep when even when people are not you know people yeah. are saying ah, it, it, and i think yeah now that you mentioned perseverance for me i think that's what i was maybe that's the word when i when i think of the die hard spirit mm -hmm. that it sometimes feels like life needs i think it's that perseverance mm -hmm. it's not just die hard in in bragging or you know hit your chest time i don't know these um um these heroes from 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 movies oh mm -hmm. i'm the boss mm -hmm. but it's like It die hard sometimes you are you are crying mm -hmm. but you are saying i'm persevering yeah. i mean you you and i we've been through different things in life mm -hmm. we, we, you know me i know you mm -hmm. there are times where your your perseverance is you crying and saying god i'm going to come out of this on the other side yeah. and you feel like you are down you don't even have any strength the yeah. only thing you have is your determination in your mind that i am not going to yeah. give up i am not going to give up even though it doesn't look good yeah. and, and and that is something that I feel like no matter where you are in life, whether you were born with a silver spoon, a golden spoon, no spoon at all, a wooden spoon, mm -hmm. at some stage in your life, you would need that perseverance. Yes. You would need that extra. You must persevere. Mm -hmm. Some things are fought. Some battles are fought, whether by waiting. Some battles are fought by going out to war. Mm -hmm. For some, you will fight. You will wait. Mm -hmm. You will strategize because you have little strength. You just need to be able to, you know, you have to persevere. Yeah. Yes. And that I, perseverance and I, is something that we all need. And the perseverance for enough is part of the fruit of the spirit isn't it you can't there's no way you, yeah, can, you can't say you are a spiritual person you're full of the spirit of god and you're not going to persevere because perseverance and you don't have perseverance and, and and it's a very long word it's different from patience you know and when i mean I've, like you said we've both go th gone through stuff that you know we're thinking oh mm. my god this will never end but it takes no that... exactly you feel like is it going to ever end you cry every day <laughs> mm. yeah and you just you know you, every day you just feel like ah, i don't i don't i can't do this you remember there are times i'll tell you that i'm just praying for the strength for today no i'm not thinking about tomorrow i'm not, not thinking about yeah, what's going to happen next week i just want the strength for today and that's it that's what perseverance is about all about you know taking one day at a time one day yeah. at a time i'm knowing yeah. that come come what may whatever whatever happens god still has my back you know even in my failures in my fears mm. whatever happens life is not going to be 
all smooth and rosy. We know that will be, you know, no, it's ugly. It's, and, 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 and maybe this is the topic for another day. But that is one of the rudest shock that you get when you start entering your 25, 30, somewhere mm-hmm. there. You know, all your life, you know, they say the youth, the, the gift for the youth is the fact that you have hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, tomorrow is bright. Tomorrow is good. Everything is just rosy. Everything is happening. But when you start entering 26, 27, go, coming into 30s, and then life starts happening, and you start looking around you, what? Mm-hmm. Isn't it going to be rosy all along? Mm-hmm. And what's going on? Father, are you still here? Am I still daddy's little girl? And it feels like the world is about it's like the world is opening from under you yeah yeah and i think for us some of us i mean both we both grew up in this almost the same area and we know that we, it's more or less we're, we're living that shielded shielded environment or shielded life whereby you know everybody you know they're christians everybody there you know you know who's who you know they're that. doing well it's always black it's, and white it was really shielded and i didn't even realize it was shielded until maybe a couple of years ago yeah um meeting people from different walks of life different countries and different stories and you're like oh my goodness exactly how our lives were shielded it was really a safe environment yeah i mean you you can go to my we come to your house we go you know there's no always this oh probably somebody's locking behind you know you can be just picked yeah we didn't have any sense that that was there was no 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 not in our immediate environment yeah i was never afraid of anything as as a country we knew that things were happening around us yeah but in the environment where we are our parents our parents friends our teachers it was safe. It was safe. It felt yeah. very safe. Yeah, it was yeah. safe. And you know, when, when, like you said, you get you you get you, you get into your late twenties, early thirties, and you start meeting people, you know, having life issues, marriage, motherhood, you know, career, and yeah. you, you are thrown into the mix of it. You can't. You, you've never experienced betrayal before. You've never experienced people. No. You just start. Real- I'm. I'm still always shocked. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm such an op- like. I'm. An, I'm an open book. I'm, I'm what you see. If I like you, I like. Yeah. If I'm I, communicating with you, I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, only kinds of telling me, you, you, you are too open. Do you have to give all that details? I'm like, what? Yeah, it's, I, it's, and that's it's just, what it is. I had the same experience. People will be like, ah, you just people come into your life. They, you know, they so they know about you. People like people that have not known in years. Yeah. I asked them about my brother, my mom. How did they know that? I'm like, ah, that's a, there's no way you can live in Ife and people won't know you. People will yeah, know and you. I think it's because we lived in that very. Sh- it wasn't even. It was just safe. I don't know if it, I would say it was shielded they weren't trying to shield us for anything but it was just that there was nothing really yeah, to, it was, to shield us for we, we it was really a very safe, safe environment safe to grow environment. Yeah. And, and and up to now i still find it difficult that people can lie to me you know i take people for- I, I, the same here i don't know how people do it look you in the face and tell you a story that is not true i also don't know how people do it but um I, it was later that I realized that, okay, I come from a very shielded environment. I cannot expect everybody to think like I do mm-hmm. or to, to to see life as I do. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I also feel bad that people have had to go through things that kind of like destroyed their innocence yeah. before it was time. Yeah. Because coming into, in, in the, te- like being 30, growing up and all of that, after the 30s, I feel like I am able to understand some things mm-hmm. because I have a very a very strong foundation mm. but when you look at people that have faced things earlier on in life mm. before they were matured or old enough for it it's a little bit sad mm-hmm. that that um that innocence is taken away from people mm-hmm. from very early on and it kind of like destroys the the ability to to I, I don't know there's something that you 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 feel that you feel a sense of loss yeah when you see 
what it can be like to grow up in an environment that is not safe or mm-hmm. that is not shielded. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think yeah, that that's one of the things that when that makes me to be more compassionate. And um, yeah. in my line of work now, where um, you know my specialty now, it just gives me that extra. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Being able to take more. And being able to be yeah. empathetic, as at the same time being compassionate to them, to feel like, oh my God, oh wow, you could have gone through that. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And being 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 grateful as well for for my background, my upbringing. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but like you know this, it wasn't as simple. No, it, it was it was it was not perfect. Yeah. But, and that would be very sad if people if, if people go away from maybe listening to this podcast. Yeah, and think that, it wasn't um, perfect. We, it wasn't it wasn't a perfect environment. I don't think anybody can give it child a perfect mm-hmm. environment it was just that it was more good than bad, bad. yeah and it was more 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 positives than negatives yeah and and, and i think you know we, we we our parents as well they did their best in the way they could given the circumstances mm. and given the the uh, the background they've got as well but it's just that you growing up now you realize that oh my god you, you, we were so grateful for that opportunity and you remember that yeah. we were we were outside OAU campus life as well we were not the quarters so-called no 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 we, oh my god I, we, 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 <laughs> no we're not the privileged people we were um, <laughs> what did they say it's in, in nigeria we say party it's really yeah. it's all right between butter and party you're not totally butter you're not totally party uh, like in the middle gary, the gary one <laughs> 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 we, we were like brother and brother today Gary tomorrow yeah. and they're like you're switching from being it's not normal middle class yeah, life, life yeah. you, you, uh, but, but you're I, not rich I, I don't poor. think we were middle class so we were a bit lower than middle class <laughs> okay you see <laughs> But, I know, right? But we're grateful. We're still grateful for what we had because now it yeah, makes exactly. you to appreciate the journey more. I mean, it makes yeah, you to... You do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine blend of um, soft skin, soft skin. Yeah. Sometimes, you, you know, you, 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 you're not too spoiled, but you know that life can be hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, 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 and that's interesting. Talking about um, this environment that you create, I think when I look back at my at our childhood at how we grew up and sometimes and and our life can be here in 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 europe for children i'm always like how can i help my children to have as close to safe and normal as possible in this environment and and you have to i have to mm-hmm. um what do you what, what do you do for example that um because we we want them to to last we want them to have um, tenacity. You want them to have the hump mm. to take life at, at the jugular and deal with life. Mm. At the same time, this environment can be sometimes too soft. Mm. Or maybe because we come from Africa or we come from Nigeria, we come from countries that are harder than the West, we feel like, oh, this life is too soft. Maybe this is the normal. I don't know. But sometimes I look at this environment like, it's too soft. I'm not sure if we can prepare my children for life. Because life happens whatever, whether you live in Europe or you live in, in South America or you live in Africa or you live anywhere you live, life will sometimes have a way of happening. How do you prepare your children to have the the, the capacity to face life when they're living in these very 
normal environment. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes I look at my children, mommy, I want milk. They open the fridge, they, they just get milk. Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, you, you there is no assurance that there is milk. In the, there was no assurance. Milk. That was what is milk? milk? We didn't even milk. Yet. There was no assurance that there was there was <laughs> whatever it is. You don't just you go remember, opening things. You, you, you have to ask. You remember <laughs> the cowbell sake milk? It's like like you're having treats. You remember cowbell right? the sake milk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a treat. And then you, you buy it, you cut it. Everybody gets one, and you share one. Yeah, remember when you go to the bus or whatever we call the place, and you buy five naira one, isn't it? And um, yeah, yeah, I think like. And you see the way your kids are growing up, thinking that everything is just available. Fruits in the fruit basket, they go to school, everything. They, and I'm like, oh my god, these children don't know life. How do you prepare them for life? But the reality is, we, we shouldn't forget this as well, that um, that's why we had that upbringing in Nigeria. Some children in Nigeria growing up at the same time we were, had everything at their doorstep as well, had everything, yeah, like yeah, that's true. whatever. So to them, that, that might that's be their true. own norm as well. So they might not understand the life we, were to, we are talking about now. But I think we've, dis- no. we've discussed this before. You know, we have conversations, and this random conversations all the time. <laughs> we, we, we love random conversations. And they they go from everything to everything. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think we've said this before. It's about intentional parenting, and I think that, that's yeah. one of the things that um, I would say I've been very conscious about even before I got married or even you know even the moment i came into this country thankfully i had the opportunity to come into uk in my late teens and i mm. was very conscious of the fact that there's a purpose for which i'm coming to the country i'm not because my mom is mm. here and that's why i'm coming i, I think that has been no. in my mindset that there's a purpose for which i'm coming to the uk and and mm. that has stayed with me all along. That has been, you know, like, that, that's been, like, my safety net all the time. And when I started, mm. you know, start having kids, especially when I was pregnant with my first child, I was very conscious mm. of the fact that, you know, even in my single life, I don't know, we've probably we've talked about this or prayed about this before that, you know, the Bible says that, you know, God said about Abraham that he, 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 he knew Abraham was going to teach his children or his family, uh, something yeah, like that. I can't remember. Reason, that. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I've always had that mindset that God, God was going to give me children at all. There's a reason, there's a purpose for each of my children. And God helped mm. me. And that's been, always been my prayer point, that God helped me to be that kind of parent that will be able to bring the ch- my children up in the way you've intended. And also, like you said, exactly. every every parent, I mean, my I do have, the, I share the same worry as you do. Like, how can I even bring the children up in this environment? How, how, how? It's because how I was brought up is mm. different from... Totally different. From the environment I found myself now. And it's more or less I don't have control as much as the control my parents had on me. I don't have the, the control over no, my children. It's like exactly. they're mine, but they're still not mine. They're the go- they're, it's like the government has like <laughs> an investment because I'm not paying for their school. You know that, you know, education in Europe is free, sort of. So, in a way, yeah. you don't have that much say about what is being taught in school. Yeah, you, you can't threaten them like, you know, yeah. <laughs> in the way sometimes African parents could threaten their children. I'm the one paying your school fees. I'm the yeah, one feeding exactly. you here. You have to listen to me here. It's like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't so, really, you, you can't owe them to that. So, it's, it, in a way, it's as if, you know, it's like yeah, you've got different stakeholders in, in the parenting of your children, in a way. And yeah, for me, and what we do have different stakeholders. Yeah, and so, so for me, it's being conscious of the fact that, okay, then, but whose are they? Whose are they? The Bible says the children are the heritage of the Lord. So they're first gods uh, before they're even mine. 
Yeah. So that consciousness yeah. is there. And, you know, we've got the privilege of going to Christian school, primary and secondary school. Mm. We don't have that much yeah. faith-based schools here in the UK, but some of them, yeah. It's no, really it's very, very rare. As well. But it's also being intentional about, you know, even though I might not have complete, you know, say in what you have been taught in school, I have to be sure, obviously, before making sure you go to that school that, they, you know, it's the, the, the standard is okay, I mean, good, academically yeah. and mm. all that things, but also, and then you you have to do your own work at home. Yeah, There's more own work to be done. But also, be yeah, but also number one, I would say is three dimensional areas. That's the way I put it. One is the spiritual, which is very important, exposing your children to your faith mm. right from the beginning. Not just don't exactly. wait till when they are six, seven. Let them see it right from even when they are babies. Okay. Mommy, daddy praying, yeah. you're singing, church. All these things yeah. are very important because they will grow up into that one. It's 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 unconscious learning. Yeah. You know, we learn in different ways. children learn unconsciously. They, yeah. more than what you say to them. They learn. Yeah, Deuteronomy. Their normal is what you create at home. Yeah, you know that becomes the yeah, normal. Yeah, Deuteronomy say something. There was a, where God was giving Moses instruction about the word, the book of the law that they have to tie it around their neck on their door post so for me it's telling yeah, me that yeah right upon their fingers their wrists and all of this it's stuff. constantly with the children they're waking up in the morning eating, drinking going to school coming back from school every activity you're intentional about it you teach them or, you know very very intentional how when they wake up what's the first thing they should do they're eating their breakfast what are you talking what are they doing on their way to school I pray with my kids on our way to school so on our way to school we're talking about how our day's going to be mom is going to work you know you're going to okay Let's pray about it so that they don't see prayer yeah. as I need to pray when I'm in problem or I need to pray because I'm, I want to. Do. No. Like, prayer is part of you have our to see life. It as a way of it's, life. It's a way it's, of it's life. Just you know, that you they want to mm. buy something. Oh, mommy, can I get sweet? Okay, you want this? Okay, let's pray about it. So they already see that prayer is like mommy's <laughs> every time mommy's talking about prayer. <laughs> it, it's important yeah. because you need to let them. It's not that very intentional. Don't just be like, oh, 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 okay. Go and get your Bible, and it's like see, when you want to punish them, that's when you tell them to go and read their Bibles. No, it's part of their lives. No, it's part of it's part. It, 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 they must see it as a way of yeah, life. Yeah, it's a way of life, and also yeah. be invested in what they're doing in school. Be interested in it as well, not just by oh, what did you do in school today? Meet their teachers, build relationship with their teachers, let them know you as well, know them as well. Mm. Pray for your teachers, pray for your children's teachers as well, because they're they're influencing your children, not just academically. Yeah, they are. Ah. They're influencing your children in a subtle way. The funny thing is your children sometimes respect their teachers more than they exactly, do you. Exactly. They're like, my teacher said, I'm like, but I'm telling you this now. Like, my teacher said. So <laughs> they have more say in, in these kids. Ex like, children are so exactly. innocent. This is Ex the person they see every time teaching them other Ex things. So they, they respect what they say. Exactly. I mean, I, I was in a, a Zoom meeting recently with my one of my children's uh, group, class group, and the parents meeting. And one of the parents said, oh, can we have a WhatsApp group for parents? Initially, the, you know, the typical African of me, like, oh my God, what is this all about me? I don't have time for all these WhatsApp messages and all that. But and I talked about mm. it and I spoke to my mom. My mom said, why are you not involved in it? know what they're talking about you never know what they're going to talk about that you might be able to get some information because you need to know the parents yeah. of the friends of your, your, your children you are yeah. making in school so that you understand where they, so that in case they're coming home with some things that you have not taught them you know where this is coming from you know where it's coming from so that's true is about making friends and you can have your ears out so that you can provide like we said the safe environment exactly. you want to know who who are the people in my children's exactly. environment who are their own environment in exactly. quotes exactly 
who who is around them exactly yeah. you're very you be you be the, you be their friends friends as well as they are befriending your fr- your children you're befriending their friends as well being intentional you know not don't, don't let us yeah. be passive parents actually I, I, you know thank god for the environment we grew up in our parents were very passive in our upbringing in a way they, they just trust us that you you're gonna make good friends you should know better you've got good brains but not understanding yeah, kind of. the influence for it, it's interesting that you say that because i've sometimes thought a lot of the things that i that i am today i learned from my parents mm. but i didn't learn from them teaching me by words mm-hmm. it wasn't like sitting us down and saying mm-hmm. them we learned from how they lived their mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. which is which is something that as parents we have to understand it is not the one that you sit them down you do this you mm-hmm. do that children learn mostly from looking at you how are you doing your mm-hmm. own things and then learning from them and that's why they, they were passive like you mm-hmm. said to a very large extent yeah, i mean i remember a lot of things my mom they didn't sit me down to to spell them mm-hmm. out but they just expected african parents were like they're very good with this expectation they just expect you to, to know. know somehow something is supposed to come into your and mind and teach you from the yeah. inside yeah. <laughs> and you just behave yourself you respect your elders mm-hmm. you are yes there's this past yeah. and i don't want to forget the third thing i was going to talk about is the mind as well yeah. the mind development is very important the social development yeah. and it's the exposure of the social media how we expose our children to social media be it tv be it you know internet mm, we have responsibility you can't just leave your children with the tv and not know what programs they're watching are they age appropriate are they faith-based because yeah. these are the things that will affect their minds you can't they, yeah they spend yeah, so much time in school true. and there's so much time on the internet and tv and you're asking how are they having anger issues because they've been exposed to things like it's what they yeah. were. that's true and, and, and you, you're talking about movies being age appropriate oh now we like we always do we went from we see where we started from we see where we are but anyways this is normal a friend of mine was was, was visiting us at home and she wanted to put some some movies on for my kids and i said what age is it and she was like oh you're so concerned about this age and i'm like yes i'm very mm-hmm. concerned i don't want my two-year-old watching something for for nine-year-olds mm-hmm. because sometimes it's even the age ratings on movies i see a movie for a seven-year-old i feel like it's it, in my age, you should be 13 or 14 before yeah. you watch that. That's not even for a seven-year-old. So it's 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 very important that we are very conscious about this. We might look like, oh, this crazy parent. What are you even... It's just a movie. It's just a cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it was not intended for this age. No. And it could be anything. And- Something scared children and they're afraid for no reason. The next thing you know, they're just unusually anxious they have anxiety issues you don't know where it's coming yeah, from yeah and because you know this it could be a cartoon it could be anything one of the things i have uh, that is, one of the things my mindset has always been like this when i pray that my children should be better than me i should know that mm. that means their intellect should be better than me so what i was doing at age five i expect them when they're yeah. at that particular age they would have gone ahead of me so I shouldn't be thinking yeah. that when I was in five, this is what I was doing. So you said that to be at that level. They've gone beyond that level because one, no. that was your prayer. They, 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 they are, that they is what you've prayed for. And two, we are in that age whereby there's so there's over, uh, information overload. So you have to understand that yeah. what you were not exposed to when you were even in your probably early teens. This in this day and age, the world is about to expose them to it. Tell yeah. me, they, they're exposed <laughs> beyond what you think. I mean, give them. If you can just spend a whole day studying your children, behaving as if you know, be in their world, but be be intentional about studying them, you'll be amazed. I did it for just one day, yeah. and I was amazed how my children were communicating with each other 
the way they the, the, yeah. the negotiation skills, the communication skills. Oh, I was so amazed. The negotiation skill is, is another is another I one. I couldn't believe it. And at that point, I realized and the way they they reason so well. Yeah. Like like talking about these uh, TV and everything. So this morning, my my daughter told me. Daughter was saying, I want to watch something, mommy, but I know that you won't let me. And I said, Oh, what did you want to watch? How? And then she mentioned the cartoon. I don't even remember. And I said. Uh, why do you think I will not watch? I will not let you watch. You said because you would say that it is it is for older kids. Yeah. So she already knew that she can't ask for it because she knows that it is for older okay. kids. It's for a nine year old. So she, in her mind, she has already figured out why it shouldn't happen. Exactly. And this is a, a child that's just five, going to six. She knows. Okay, she understands. Mommy won't say yes because of it. She's not angry at me. She's just telling me that this is what I would have loved to watch, but I know that you say no. And for this reason, so I have explained to her the reason. I didn't just say no. For us, when we were growing up, we just said no. no. Why? Because I said no. Nobody was explaining themselves to us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's one of the things that we have to be mindful of when you're when you're when you're training or disciplining children. And also, be one of the things I realized is that we should not just be so focused about our children some people will come into our lives as well that god will give us yeah. opportunity to mentor and or just to help yeah them. so definitely. and all these principles will help as well because one thing i realized that as, as i'm growing older god god brings some people into my life and or oh, god has brought them into my life for a purpose some of them are just for me to encourage them some of them are just for me to be there to support them and for me majority mm. of them are and some you learn from yourself exactly. as well. and I, some you, i'm still learning every day you, I, I'm, yeah. I'm learning every day so it's also understanding that, that parenting is just not for your parents i'm sorry for your children also some should no. some people like some people say spiritual children were fine but some people will just come into your life that you're there to just um, help them as well as well so yeah i mean that's another legacy that maybe we have in let's say african communities i know it's not just nigerian communities so i use african very conscious of the fact that it's not just nigerian communities that when we were growing up we were they always say is the community that trains yeah. you we, we, and it's a legacy that we need to continue to pass on. It's not only your children that you're there to to parent or to be mentors to. There are people that will come around mm-hmm. you, other children that you have to, as an adult, take responsibility for. Yes. In, in 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 as as much as it is allowed, as much as you are able to, yeah. because that is something that was passed on to us. Many people took responsibility for our life. Your parents are your parents, but there were some people that would just take interest yeah. in you. Your studies, how is it going? Mm-hmm. How is it? How what are you doing? And they become like your, you know, like you were saying, passive mentors yeah. because they took interest. They were adults that were not just they were not just focusing on their own lives. They were looking around them. Who can I be a blessing to? And who can I? Who can I bless? Yeah. But anyways, I know we can talk for for hours. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our talk it will not finish but i'm very glad that we could um chat and talk about this today yeah, all right. and uh, looking forward to more looking forward to more conversations with yeah, you yeah thank you um, thank you for having me oh by the way because we just started talking <laughs> you didn't introduce yourself <laughs> okay because you kept saying my food my food people should know what is this food that is your okay food? so i'm i'm olaji Moke isaiah um i'm a nurse by profession but i specialize in palliative care so basically Mm. I, I I look after or I care for people who are in uh, who's, who have got advanced disease or are dying and I, mm. I, I find it mm. as a privilege to be in that specialty because I think 
Bible says something that in as much you do it for all one of these, you've done it for me. And I personally mm-hmm. feel that when people are going through terminal illnesses or advances, this is it can be it's mm-hmm. an emotive journey, and at times it's very not most times it's distressing. And being uh, being that pillar of support for them and being there for them, I think stage. it's a privilege for me. I don't see it as a job anymore. I just see it as an extension of God's kingdom and a ministry. So yeah. So that's oh me. yeah, you have grace. You know, I always <laughs> tell you, I don't know how you do it. I couldn't. I couldn't. No, you have that grace and <laughs> good luck with it and let God help amen, you. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun to, to chat. Thank you too. Oh, okay. Thanks. Oh, thank you, dear. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So, if you've enjoyed today's episode as much as we did while having that conversation, do follow us on Instagram and make sure to follow or subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using. Leave a comment on our Instagram handle, Intentional Randomness. Until I come your way again, it's Bobby. Do have a blessed week.